0: and welcome back to our golden 20s. My name is Tegan, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sadie. Hello. And today we want to talk about failing and failure and how to deal with it. And yeah, this is kind of inspired by Emma Chamberlain. She did like a two-episode series on her podcast where she talks about failure But her episodes, I found, were very focused on sort of like failure as a public figure and Mm -hmm. failing on the Internet and that kind of thing. And so it just got us thinking about how in your
1: 20s, you're probably going to fail a lot. Mm hmm. I feel probably everyone listening cringed every time you said the word fail like I did because we're just so uncomfortable with it. And we just fear failing so badly and or so much, I should say. And it is kind of an inevitable part of everybody's story. And I think, you know, if you're a public figure, yeah, it can be a lot maybe harder to deal with failures and like there's different levels of failures and types Mm -hmm. of failures. But I think just like on the day to day too, like. You know, just us regular gals. Like, it is a big part of life in your 20s as you're, you know, learning who you are, learning who you want. Sometimes you learn the hard way and it's by something not going as planned or you not being able to do something like you thought you were ready for and you're not actually ready. So, yeah, I feel like this is definitely a really great, like, self awareness, self reflection, like, episode mm-hmm. and we haven't done one of these in a while
0: yeah well and I feel like in your teens it's like failures like an acceptable thing mm. but then at least for me as a teen it was like okay but once you're an adult you've got it figured out like you've got your shit together yeah, in the real world and so I feel like it makes it Yeah, like it's harder almost to fail as an adult. Whereas like if you fail as a teen, it's like, yeah, well, I'm 15. So that's why. But then it's like something switches where if you fail and you're 20, you're like, I'm not supposed to be failing now.
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And I was kind of actually thinking about this. Like, I feel like I might be a little bit more the opposite, but I do relate with what you're saying. And I think it's just that, When you're an adult in the real world and, you know, like a little bit older dealing with failure, like you just feel like the stakes are a lot higher. You know what I mean? Like if you fail at something at work, you're like, oh, my God, what if I lose my job? You know, like if you fail to do something like it just feels like the stakes are a lot higher. But for me, I feel like maybe I when I was in high school, I feel like I feared failure more than I do now and now I fear making Mm. a mistake and I think like I do kind of like borderline on like being a perfectionist you know what I mean and like maybe some people (laughs) can relate to that but I'm like I don't know if it's necessarily the failure that I fear now like in my 20s and maybe it's because I have failed and I think we'll talk about you know how exactly, like some of the big failures I've had in my life and I've overcome them. So now I'm like, okay, well, if I can overcome that and learn from it, because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had a lot of aha moments from failing. I feel like now I don't fear it the same way, but I still really don't want to make a mistake. And I feel like sometimes like making a mistake or failing, like I feel like they can almost be interchangeable in some cases, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's where my head went thinking of like my own personal experience
0: yeah yeah well I think maybe we can start by kind of like I don't know what the right word is like leveling the playing field or like something like explaining some of our failures so that it's like you know that we're talking about this from a place of experience and we're not like it's cool to fail meanwhile like I don't know we've never gone out and done anything like I think Everyone probably in their 20s has failed at lots of things, and we certainly have.
1: Yeah, I think probably my big first failure where it was like a pivotable, pivotable, pivot why can't I say that? I want to say pivotable. No, (laughs) that's not the right word. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Pivotal. Um, Pivotal. Thank you. Yes. It was like a pivotal moment (laughs) in my life. And I think this is like the first time I really experienced failure and like really letting myself Mm -hmm. down was I didn't get into my first choice college and university. And, you know, I feel like that's kind Mm -hmm. of that first step into the real world. And, you know, I had envisioned and dreamed of my whole life but the ticket to it was getting into this university that was downtown toronto it was you know i'd graduate with Mm -hmm. a degree i would you know be in this very specific program at this very like you know top university in toronto you know that was the goal that was the dream and i would meet you know so many cool people there and they would become my friends and i would live right downtown in a nice apartment like this is the life that I dreamed of and wanted mm-hmm. for myself. And then I didn't get into the school that was going to get me there. And I feel like now thinking back on it, and I want to get into it later in the episode, like things that I've learned through failing, but I feel like looking back on it, like so much of my life would be different had I gotten into that school. And not mm-hmm. that it would be necessarily better or worse, but I think dealing with the fact that This was my ticket to the city, and it's not planning like panning out Mm -hmm. that way. Now I have to go route B or route C, you know. And I think that was like really Mm -hmm. eye opening for me, especially when I feel like I had not necessarily like an easy childhood, but like I had never really experienced like not getting what I wanted. If and that sounds really bad, but like this was the first kind of moment Mm -hmm. for me, and that was definitely my first. And the biggest probably like failure of my life that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. On a much lesser scale, but I don't know, still kind of important to like throw out there is I also have been rejected from more jobs than I can count. Like the number of jobs mm-hmm. I've had, I have probably had mm-hmm. like four or five like full-time jobs in the like six years that I've graduated or like titles. But to think of how many interviews I've gone to and only have received like five or six jobs, like that is insane to me because I've been for so many interviews and even internships in school and stuff, like post-secondary school. Once I did get Mm -hmm. to the college that I ended up going to, it's like, how many jobs did I get excited for? And was I like, this is my dream job. This is perfect. This is exactly what I want. And then I didn't get it, you know? So I think that's Mm -hmm. another big one. And then the last big like failure kind of that comes to mind for me is also like trying to trying freelancing because I was really stuck on becoming self-employed for a while. And then I absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, this wasn't part of the plan. And I felt like a failure because I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? Like, why don't I like this? Why isn't this as fulfilling as I had? made it out to be in my head, you know? So I think those are kind of three, like, very yeah. specific specific examples of, like, big failures, I guess, but all kind of relate to one another and I think are, like, really key parts of who I am now and, like, where I've gotten to where I've got and part of my story, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, similarly, I... I did get into my first choice school, which I think, like, I feel like I experienced a similar failure to the way that you're describing, where it's like, I have a plan and Mm -hmm. here's my plan. Yeah. Except, like, I got into my first choice school, I got early acceptance, and then, like, I was, like, teacher's pet doing great. Like, I did my post grad, and it would be like, teachers would ask me, my thoughts of students asked hard questions like this is how much of like, I don't know, like a type A I was in school. And then I got my like first job and it was like my dream job looked really good on paper and then was fired. Mm. And so it was the same where it's like, wait, but that's not how the plan goes. Yeah. Like the plan is I moved to Toronto and I work this glamorous job and then I become rich And it was just like, oh, wait a minute. But now, like, I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I stayed there. Like, well, I can't imagine it would be terrible. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's ever really a story where I did stay there, Mm -hmm. like, I remember working there, and I'm gonna see if I can find the clip, but Lisa Kudrow is giving a speech at like Harvard
2: or something, and she's talking about failure. After many auditions, I was the second person cast in the pilot called Friends Like Us, which would later be changed to Friends. Jim Burrows also directed this pilot and the first 10 episodes of Friends. One day, the six of us were talking with Jimmy, exchanging the time I got fired stories. And Jimmy told them mine. <laughs> well, she's got the worst one of all. She got she got fired from Frasier. <laughs> you were right for the part, darling. Thanks. Well, it's a good thing you got fired, or you wouldn't have been on this show. He was right. And it was a good thing I didn't get Saturday Night Live. And that Romy and Michelle, that that pilot didn't work out. And every other disappointment that happened, they were actually more like guideposts that kept me on my path. Oh, and after I got fired from Fraser, I went to a birthday party. And feeling like I had nothing at all to lose, I flirted with a guy who was way out of my league. We dated, and on Thursday, Michelle and I will have been married for 15 years. Yeah, that is the biggest achievement. It is. And we'll celebrate with our remarkable 12-year-old son. So, thank God I got fired. (laughs) Maybe there is a reason for everything. I think there
0: is. And I remember hearing that while I was still working there and being like, this is going to be my story. Like Mm -hmm. I could tell that this was going to happen. And yeah, like been rejected from jobs. I was just trying to count how many times I've applied to work at Missouri. And I've never <laughs> once gotten an interview, even though I'm obsessed. With, like it's like five times and they're always yeah. really nice when they reject me. But it's
1: just like never happened yet. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I've definitely applied a solid like three to five times as well. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you work at because Missouri. That's just you know, like
0: right? the place. Yeah. yeah. Especially Honestly. here in
1: Toronto, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like the cool girl workplace. That's and so, so probably like a thousand people apply. Like yeah. I don't that I don't take personally. Yeah. But it's just hilarious to think about that. It's like I have recruiters reaching out to me and I know you do as well, Sadie, that mm-hmm. are like, come work for this company, do this. Meanwhile, like <laughs> this one company won't even interview me. <laughs> but maybe one day. I don't know. And yeah, like I've failed my driver's test before Mm -hmm. like obviously you know not had romantic feelings reciprocated Mm -hmm. I remember like my first like piercings they got infected now I can't like wear them and I was like but I was trying to be a cool kid maybe that's not a failure but these are the things like it's like my expectations of how my life is looking and then it's just like this isn't working yeah but Now I don't feel bad about any of these failures. Yeah. Like I'm, they're just like funny little quirks to my story.
1: Exactly. And I feel like that's the mindset shift that has to happen in order for you to like accept your failures and move on. You know what I mean? Like I get really, well, I'm a Scorpio. So like I hold grudges. You know (laughs) what I mean? I like have a really hard time letting things go and I feel like I even hold Things against myself in some ways, being like, why didn't you do this, you know? And like, it's really hard to shift your mindset to be like, well, I guess it just wasn't in the cards for me, or like, well, I guess this is how it was mm-hmm. supposed to happen. When you had such a clear yeah. vision of how you thought it was going to go, and it was totally different from like what you're currently going through. And I think though, Tag, you bring up a great point that even those small failures, if it's you know, your driver's test, like that's can be so discouraging but you can take it again you know what I mean or your piercings getting infected I can think of twice in my life that I've cooked dinner and I had to throw it out like could not eat it because it just did not turn out and I had to order in and it's like like you're saying it's like quirks but in the moment you feel so defeated and you feel just like oh my god like I'm so hungry now I can't even eat my dinner like you just feel so disappointed in yourself and like I think defeated is the best Mm -hmm. word and like you have to deal with that failure but then you need to accept it be like okay guess I wasn't meant to eat xyz I was meant to order in tonight yeah and just accept it for what it is
0: yeah 100% and I mean every single person fails like I don't know the statistics but I'm sure it's Pretty high of 100% like, people who have been fired from jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, people who failed. Oh, I meant yeah. people who were fired from okay, jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was yes, like, people, solid 100%. Failure, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Or like people who didn't get into their first choice school or, mm. you know, like these are relatable things that are almost a part of life. But it's so hard to wrap your head around it because I feel like we are. Our world is like shaped where you don't see the people's failures. Mm -hmm. Like everyone loves someone who just like burst onto the scene like Lizzo. It's like she came out of nowhere. Wow. But it's like, okay, you don't see Lizzo grinding it out for 10 years. That Truth Hurts was released like three years before it blew up. And like, I don't know. Like you don't hear about the Kardashians creating Kardashian beauty, which was a failed beauty line. But you hear all about Kylie's lip kits and how mm. she's like this young billionaire, this entrepreneur. And it's just like the way things are set up. You, you want to have like a relatable story that's like this girl became a star overnight. But it's like that's never actually how the story goes.
1: Never. Exactly. Even people going viral on TikTok. Like think of how many TikToks you have to post, you know, until one goes viral and then it's probably Mm -hmm. the one that you didn't plan to go viral that takes off, you know, and it makes you feel like though in the meantime that all those other videos you're posting are failures because they only get 100 views or whatever, you know, so I feel like even those overnight successes like going viral on TikTok, all of a sudden I have a million followers, like... That's the most overnight success Mm -hmm. I could, like, think of. But even that is truly not overnight success, you know? Like, one video success might be overnight. But, like, the thought and, like, the actual creating the content and, like, trial and error of what works, what doesn't, Mm -hmm. how to, you know, get eyes on your videos, all those things. Like, yeah, it's definitely part of a journey. Definitely not an overnight thing. And I feel like social media in general, I know I'm talking about TikTok, like, specifically but social media in general I feel like just really highlights the successes in people's life and it's because we curate that content you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like we show people what we want to show people and of course we want to show people our successes like we want to show people our really glamorous job we want to show people like our really beautiful apartment we don't want to show them anything Mm -hmm. that makes us vulnerable and I feel like for me anyway, I know I've talked about how much I hate being vulnerable, but I think that also comes up when I think about sharing the parts of my story I'm not proud of. And often that's tied to failure, you know, like I'm not proud. I had to go Mm -hmm. to my plan B school. Like I'm not proud of the school I went to the same way I would have been had I gone to my top choice school, you know? So I feel like that's part of maybe too, why we don't really see people's failures because even if it's relatable and even, you know, if sharing it, I feel like we are kind of coming around in the social media space to being real and authentic and whatever, all these buzzwords, but Mm -hmm. it is still very curated content that you see. So yeah, I feel like that kind of is a big part of it. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I did write out like four or five quick, like, facts i guess of famous people who have failed publicly because as much as like we're talking about like yeah everyone fails it's cool you gotta accept that it is still embarrassing and Mm -hmm. feels bad to fail i feel like if you didn't feel bad you probably didn't like care enough about it or Mm -hmm. i don't know like we've had viral tiktoks and yet still every time i post a tiktok that gets like 50 views. I'm like, ouch, that's embarrassing. That feels bad. Yeah. Even though it's nothing to do with me, I've had success in the past. And like you said, that's a part of existing and especially creating and being a creative person. There's so much failure associated with it, but it still feels bad. Mm -hmm. But I had to bring up my favorite guy, Sir James Dyson, (laughs) creator of the Dyson Vacuum. And my favorite, the Dyson Air Wrap. It took Sir I James Dyson, <laughs> yeah, five thousand one hundred and twenty-six failed prototypes to create his best-selling vacuum cleaner. And like that's a lot. I can't even imagine. That's a lot. That Steven a lot. Spielberg was rejected from the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts twice. So there is someone who was rejected from their number one school, not once but twice. And then he turned out to be like one of the best filmmakers of all time. So definitely does not reflect on the person. And Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first TV job as an anchor in Baltimore. She said on it, there is no such thing as failure. Failure is just life trying to move us in another direction which I Ooh, love. So
1: wise. <laughs> Oprah, so wise, always. Classic.
0: And then Stephen King's first book, Carrie, was rejected 30 times from publishers.
1: Crazy. So there you have it. Yeah, it's funny. While you were talking, I was thinking I went to a yoga class earlier this week and the instructor said, the only way you can fail this class is if you give up. And I feel like the same thing applies to all of these, like, people. You know what I mean? Like, Dyson wouldn't exist if it weren't for those 5,000 failed Mm -hmm. vacuum prototypes. And, like, you know, Stephen King wouldn't exist if he just gave up and was like, you know what? I've been rejected 29 times or 30 times and I refuse try one more time, you know, like if he just gave up, that would have yeah. been a failure. But the fact he failed 30 times and then the one time it worked out, like totally changed his career. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and I really feel like, of course, in the yoga class, you're like, yeah, you know, okay, you're motivating me and yeah. keeping me going. But I feel like it's really hard to keep that motivation in just the day-to-day, especially if you're dealing with 5,000 failures of a vacuum. like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to remember, you know, don't give up. Because when you give up, like, that's when you fail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what separates a failure from a success story? If you're an actor, a failure is someone who's gone to 100 auditions, never booked a role, and decides, okay, I'm not an actor. Whereas a successful actor is someone who's gone to 101 auditions, booked one, And now they're an actor. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with, you know, like us with our podcast. What's the difference between a failed podcast and a successful podcast? People who give up or us who just keep going no matter what.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a great point, Tag. Like, I think the podcast is a great example of like, we're not making money off this. And we've been doing it for Like literally almost two years every single week. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing really motivating Mm -hmm. us to do this other than we want to. And like the only like that can be really hard sometimes, you know, and sometimes it takes us a lot of like, okay, we have to record the podcast. Okay, we have to keep going. But now we can say we have a podcast and we're so proud of how consistent we've been. Like it feels like such a success because we continue to show up. We haven't gave up, you know. And, like you said, if we give up even just one week and then you, you know, becomes a habit and then all of a sudden you're not publishing up or posting the podcast yeah. anymore, like, yeah, then it becomes like a fail, failure and like part of your story of something that yeah. I did once, you know, rather than something you're like proud yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing, especially for people in the spotlight and something I don't think I mentioned is Mm -hmm. another reason why I feel like we don't really talk about our failures is that we don't want to disappoint people, and I think for me, yeah, as a teenager, you know, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I didn't want to disappoint my teachers. These were people Mm -hmm. who believed in me and knew, like, I was capable of doing whatever I wanted to do, even when I didn't believe in myself, and I feel like, then you go to work and it's like, I don't want to disappoint my boss. I don't want to disappoint my partner, my friends. And when you're someone in the spotlight, it's like, I don't want to disappoint my fans. I don't want to disappoint, you know, the people who need vacuums. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's kind of like silly. Yeah. But yeah, I think that becomes a big thing, too. Is like, And that's why you feel so much shame in failure. Is yeah you feel like you're disappointing people and sometimes you also feel like you're disappointing yourself and that's really hard to deal with as well Mm -hmm. and that can be what knocks you down from continuing to try.
0: Yeah well and a lot of times too your failures aren't actually in your own control I find Mm. even though I've as like a teenager in early 20s I felt like oh this failure that's on me I failed this is terrible but then it's like the further away you get from it the more perspective it's like well this had nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. or I mean maybe if it's like I failed a test because I didn't study and I partied the night before maybe that's on you but like
1: but not Stephen King being rejected
0: 30 times yeah Yeah. and then he becomes like the greatest author of our generation like those 30 failures weren't on him they were failures on other people it just feels like It's you failing in the moment.
1: Totally. And probably like with every failure, maybe he took back feedback, made tweaks and made it better for next time. You know, like, yeah, you definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of one of like my key takeaways from failing is you live and you learn. And I know that's such a cliche. Yeah. But it's so true. Like you can't just expect to do something once, be really good at it. It all goes to plan. Yeah, Like. No, that's not how things go. Even when we do have these really thought out plans and you know, yeah. goals and dreams and stuff that we can see crystal clear, like especially in your 20s, like you're young, you don't have it figured out. You're learning, you know, you're learning so much about yourself. You're learning so much yeah. about being an independent adult. Like we were talking about you're learning about, you know, your mm-hmm. friends, how to be a partner to somebody else and So much more you're learning how to deal with your first full-time job, you know? You're learning how to be a student in post-secondary school. So like you can't show up and do all these things perfectly on the first try. You have to make mistakes in order to learn and improve and get better for next time.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love this trend on TikTok nowadays that's like it's good for the plot. Yeah. Because if you That's think exactly about, like, the grand scheme of your life, like, no one wants to hear the story of the girl who's like, I never failed, and then I got into my dream school, and then I got my dream job, and then I met the love of my life, and that is my story. Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares. Yeah. And That's so you boring. think of, you know, like... Yeah, I think of like Gilmore Girls, Paris doesn't get into her number one school and that's like a plot point, but then she ends up going to Yale with Rory and it's like, it's good for the plot. It makes Mm -hmm. your life interesting. Like no one, it's almost suspicious if things are going too well, Mm -hmm. at least in my life where I'm like, what's going on? Or it's very unmotivating if it's like, things are coming too easy. Like that's part of life is like fighting the good fight.
1: That's it. Actually, like that's a part of feeling fulfilled is feeling challenged. And I feel like if things are going easy and you're just handed everything and you don't actually have to work for you what you want, you'll just kind of float through and nothing actually feels fulfilling, you know, where versus being rejected 30 times about a book you really believe in. And then that one time it does work out like Mm -hmm. that makes it feel so much more fulfilling, you know. So I feel like failing is a key part to the plot, like you said, but it's also you embracing that journey and also being able to like celebrate those wins and embrace like or feel fulfilled from them as well.
0: The other thing is you can't always tell, like what Oprah was saying, there's no such thing as failure. Failure is just trying to move your life in another direction. Like who knows, maybe if Stephen King had been accepted by the first publisher, he wouldn't have as much, I don't know, like percentage of book sales or he wouldn't have had as much autonomy to change things in later books or whatever. Like just because something didn't work out how you... Expected it doesn't mean like that's the end of the world or mm-hmm. everything's worse exactly. because you didn't get to do this one thing.
1: Yeah. I think that's like another lesson I've learned is to trust the process, you know? And when you were talking about yeah. that girl who everything's gone perfectly and exactly as planned, I feel like sometimes that's how people look mm-hmm. at me, to be honest. And I got this when I hmm. was first graduating is people just thought things came very easily to me and sometimes like sometimes that's true you know like I am a white woman in Canada like I have privileges that I know Mm -hmm. not everybody has but at the same time like when I shared some of those like big failures with you guys like I didn't get into my top school I didn't get you know some Mm -hmm. jobs that I really really wanted like I made do with what I have and like trusted the process that things were going to work out for me as they were meant to. And now they have worked out and people are like, oh, you just kind of get everything you want, every job you apply for you get. And it's like, yeah. "Well, no, that's not true. You know, like I had to yeah. learn to trust the process. And I feel like a really great example of this is I'll get like kind of specific with a personal experience I went through but in 2019 I was like so desperate to leave my job and I was like having like anxiety Mm -hmm. attacks and like just not doing well with my mental health and it all stemmed from how stressed I was at work so I was like I'm desperate to get out of here I was interviewing for two positions Mm -hmm. one I really really wanted and I was like I really want this job I really want to work for this company like this is my ticket out And I went through the interview process for two opportunities at the same time. And the one that I really wanted, they called me. And it was also the exact same role I was interviewing for, just at two different companies. So I'm saying the same Mm -hmm. things in my interviews with them, right? Like it was for a social media specialist position. So I'm like talking about it. The company I really wanted to work for, I had a phone interview with them. So didn't even make it past the HR girl. And she calls me and she says, I don't think you have enough experience. Mm. We're going to move forward with someone else. And I was so upset. I was in Montreal at the time with my sister when I found Mm -hmm. out. And I just started crying. We were out in public. And I was like, oh, no, I failed. Like, that was my ticket out of this job, you know. And, like, this job is not, like, sustainable anymore. Like, I need out. Then I got Mm -hmm. the second job that I was interviewing for. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to accept it. It's not a company I want to work for, but I'm just Mm going to accept it. So I made them move in summer of 2019. Sure enough, by the time 2020 comes around, the pandemic hits, thinking about it, like in hindsight, I'm like, I'm so glad things worked out the way they did because the job that I got in 2019 carried me through the entire pandemic. I went to a company that was actually doing really well through the pandemic and I had really good job security where I know had I stayed at my current company, the company I was at, had I, you know, got that opportunity with the other fashion retailer that I wanted, I probably would have been laid off, you know, like I would have been impacted by the pandemic and then I would have had to move back home with my parents and, you know, like the whole story would be different Mm -hmm. and I just remember how upset I was at the time in 2019 Where now I'm like, man, I'm so glad it didn't work out. You know, I felt like a failure for not having it go the way I wanted it to. But now I can see why it happened. I am glad I trusted the process, just went with what came because it all worked out exactly as it was meant to. Yeah.
0: Well, that leads to a really good point that I wanted to bring up, which is that like your 20s are... The prime time to be embracing failure. And so, this is something we've talked about before, but like your 20s are the time where you don't have a lot of like commitments, you don't have as many responsibilities. Like, it, this is your time. If you want to date around and break up and get back together and fail relationships, this is like the prime time to do it. It's the time to try doing a side hustle. And quitting it if it makes you miserable. That was me
1: in freelancing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's the time to like move to a new city, find out you hate it, and move back home because you don't have most likely a huge family that you're hauling around with you. Or, you know, it's time to try a new hobby or a DIY project and end up just completely butchering it Mm -hmm. because like this is the time. To be doing it as scary as it is, I feel like the longer you put things off, the scarier it's going to feel. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, tr- say, moving to a new city in your 20s seems scary, but I feel like it would be so much more scary if you were in your 50s and had regretted it your whole life. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, now I've got to try and figure out how to do that. Like, this is the time for those
1: experiments and failures. Totally. 100%. And I think one of the last lessons I wanted to learn, or I learned that I wanted to share with you guys, <laughs> is how the fear, fear of failure can make you miss out. And I think that's it exactly, Tag, yeah. is if you fear that you're going to move to a new city and fail there, I think New York is a great example. You know, people are like, you got to be tough to make yeah. it in New York, you know? So maybe mm-hmm. you've always dreamed of moving to New York, but you're like, I'm not tough enough. Like, what if I get there and I feel isolated and I don't make friends, I don't get a job and I fail. But it's like, well, just fearing that failure could make you miss out on that entire experience. It could be the same with relationships, you know, like if you're afraid of going on dates because you don't think they're going to work out, then you're closing off the opportunity Mm -hmm. that it could work out. You know, you're missing out on that experience altogether. So I feel like that's also a huge perspective to take is like fearing like experiencing failure is one thing but then yeah. letting failure s- stand in the way of you taking action on something you really want like that's not okay you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like and you're the only one yeah. standing in your own way yeah
0: yeah well they say with women most women won't apply for a job unless they have every single qualification that's on the job posting. Whereas men will apply to jobs even if they're missing some of the key qualities. And it's like women are discounting their work and their experience before they even apply to the job and they're taking their name out of the race just because they're scared of getting that rejection and Mm -hmm. whereas men don't I guess have that fear or have more confidence in that area but it's like don't count yourself out before you even enter
1: yeah before you even try you know yeah okay I feel like on that note actually I wanted to share with you guys this Instagram post I made about fear when I went on a trip to Bali, which was like the furthest I'd gone away from my family. I went completely on my own and met up with a group of women there. Like it was through like a travel group that I did it, but it was very much like one of the biggest things I've done on my own. And this isn't really necessarily about failure. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel ever like the trip would fail in any way, but it was about fear. And I kind of talk about, you know, we just talked about how the fear of failure can make you miss out, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this isn't totally relevant, but I still wanted to share it. It's one of those, you know, personal journal entries Mm -hmm. that I'm going to read to you guys. (laughs) I've done this once before and it's me working on my vulnerability. But anyways, (laughs) it says... Before leaving for my trip, so many people said I was brave for doing such a big trip on my own, and they wish they were brave enough to do it themselves. My response? You just gotta do it. Maybe I'm impulsive, but when it comes to certain things, I have a just do it and figure the rest out later mentality. I've learned to approach things this way because it is so easy to get caught up in your head and talk yourself out of doing something you really want to do. Starting a side hustle? It's likely you fear failure, so you never start. Taking your first solo trip? It's likely you fear getting lost, getting kidnapped, or all of the above. Traveling to Bali, my fear was the snakes that live there. I have a borderline phobia of snakes and literally freaked out about this for two weeks ahead of the trip. And while there's merit in being aware of what could go wrong, you don't want to limit yourself because because you're afraid. Otherwise, you won't try anything new. You won't see the world outside of your daily routine. We won't meet new people or gain new perspectives. We won't realize our greatness. I know it's so much easier said than done, but you just got to go for it, whatever it is. Choose to be brave, not to have fear. I chose to be brave, and not only did I see the most beautiful island and make 15 new friends, I didn't even see a single snake. I started reading the motivation manifesto on my trip, and there's an amazing chapter on fear. It says, fear rips us, well, not the whole chapter, but part of the chapter said, fear rips us from freedom. It's the destroyer of greatness. Are you going to let fear stop you from being great? So I know, like I said, that's a little bit more on fear than failure, but I feel like you can kind of see even how they go hand in hand, you know, like especially if failure is something you fear or making a mistake is something I fear, you know, like it can really change the plot like you said tag it can really change the story of your life and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: how you get to where you go and you know how fulfilled you feel because if you're just always playing it safe or you're not taking risks you're not even giving yourself the opportunity to fail then you could be really limiting you know your life experiences and we don't want that we want to live the most fulfilling no full (laughs) lives we possibly can yeah definitely Awesome. Well, guys, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode resonated. We hope it was a little bit of a pep talk, a little bit of a you know mindset shift that maybe you're needing as you deal with some failures, if they're big or small in your own lives. But Really, we appreciate you listening in every single week. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. Between episodes, you can find us on social media. We're at Our Golden 20s on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, we also have Spotify playlists and a Patreon community, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. I think that's everything. Other than if you wanna rate us, give us a review, that would be great, it really helps us out. But that's it. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye.